Audio Hub Podcasts. This episode is brought to you in association with Serona Hygiene, an award-winning startup best known for its flagship product Peabody, India's first female urination device. It is a simple disposable paper device that allows women to stand and pee in dirty and unfriendly toilets. For more female hygiene products, visit thesirona.com. Hello and welcome to the Fabulous at 50 podcast, the show that's all about being fabulous at 50 plus. With me on the show is the author of Feisty at 50, Sudha Menon. Hi, Hi Jaydeep. Good to be back here. Good to have you back. So this next chapter, you know, uh, of love, marriage and other sweet things, what I found very interesting about the chapter is how you drew parallels between your own life and that of Virushka, that's Virat and Anushka. <laughs> yes. You know, I think the, the sure shot way of saying that you're finally aged or mm. you're aging is that when you see young people, it happens to me very often. My husband and I will be out somewhere, you know, doing some errands, you know, that that's, that's what uh, you do when you're in your 50s or after 30 years of uh, marriage, you're not doing the um, very romantic things, no mm-hmm. candlelight dinners, your candlelight dinners don't work because you can't read the menu. <laughs> so then candles are out anyway. But usually what happens, and I'm sure a lot of people will agree with me that by the time you have 30 years of marriage um, in your under your belt, you're sort of always... Uh, doing some errands and not holding hands and walking. So you are you are out somewhere and you see this young couple in love holding hands and walking on the street and there is a pang in your heart and there's a hook in your heart saying, what happened to those days? Mm-hmm. And so when, when pictures of Virushka's marriage appeared in the newspapers and relentlessly on the media, you know, you couldn't, you couldn't go to Facebook without seeing hundreds of pictures scrolling there. Uh, Insta was full of it, newspapers and television, every every single media thing was full of Virushka. And did you see the love light blazing in their eyes? I mean, I did. Maybe it was a romantic uh, in me. But I was like, you can't love a person so much. And how can you put all of that love into that one glance, the way they were? I never thought Virat Kohli could have any other feeling than this anger that he feels on, <laughs> on the, uh, field, the yeah. But, and the passion, of course. I mean, he 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 is intensely passionate about his game, and that you can see in, in his eyes. But I never thought he's capable of that kind of love. You know, the way he looked at her when they were garlanding each other, and I was just, oh my God, this is how you have to love, and this is this is just the best thing. And then it set me off on a train of thoughts about, you know, what happens to marriages and how it used to be, and there was a time when. I was like that. Right. Uh, in fact, there were two times when I was like that <laughs> since I married twice. But um, eventually, you know, the the sheen goes off it. Mm-hmm. And you feel the nostalgia, of course, when you see. I felt the same nostalgia when I saw Deepika and Ranveer Singh mm-hmm. marry, of course. And I think I think everybody in their 50s or when you have enough, enough years of marriage under your belt, you sort of almost envy young people there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ability to love with so much passion and mm-hmm. you know, just so wildly. But tell us about your uh, experience with love. Oh, I I cannot complain about lack of love. I've lo- loved deeply and richly and intensely and twice. 
as I've told you before. But but you know, it was a different it was a different age. I was I was just twenty one. You know, I just turned twenty one, and I married uh, my college classmate. And uh, it, it it was now you know the destination wedding that these people have, and the destination wedding I had was very different. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm talking about the late eighties, fag end of the eighties, and. Uh, I was, uh, my destination for my wedding was, you know, the registrar's office uh, here in Pune, mm-hmm. um, Garden Road. Not a very pleasant place. Don't go there. Full of touts mm-hmm. and um, CD lawyers and uh, very, very CD ma- marriage registrar who kind of looked at me with loathing or looked at my to-be husband in loathing because clearly he was uh, young and unemployed. And he looked at me like he couldn't believe it. Like he couldn't believe that a 21-year-old who probably could be his daughter was about to, you know, commit herself to a guy who was clearly uh, unemployed. Mm -hmm. And um, there was no shehnai and there was no soulful music or romantic numbers. Uh, There was the uh, traffic sounds from the road and there were sounds of, you know, touts running after people saying that they could get a marriage license organized within three days. You're supposed to have a one-month notice, but mm-hmm. the touts can get you married in three days. And and afterwards, I remember, you know, there was no sit-down dinner in a vineyard, mm-hmm. uh, which, of course, I think uh, Virushka had. Mm-hmm. But uh, my, my sit-down dinner, we also sat down uh, for lunch. Uh, our sit-down lunch was at Supriya, if you know the place, uh, in camp. In camp. Yeah, yeah. And they serve the most divine idlis and dosas and South Indian food. But I think what I remember most about that was how happy we were, mm-hmm. you know, uh, me and my newly minted husband and our friends and surrounded by so much love and warmth and laughter. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what happens to laughter. I don't know. You know, sometimes I think uh, older people laugh less these days or maybe it's me. I don't know. Maybe it's my imagination. But I think as you age, the laughter goes out of your life a bit. We forget to laugh throatily like like. You sit in a cafe with young people and you can, can you see how much, ha- how much happiness and how much laughter happens. So that was the story of my um, first marriage and mm-hmm. my destination wedding. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've also spoken very uh, poignantly about your second marriage and how, you know, you've drawn parallels between how maybe you grew as a person. Yes. So second marriage came, um, I think, two decades later. Mm-hmm. And um, I was by then um, fag end of my 30s. Um, yeah, I was looking forward to I was looking forward to uh, being with this man I had met and I was I had fallen in love with. Only uh, a lot had changed, hmm. you know. Inside me, a lot a lot had changed, but clearly a lot had not changed outside because my marriage party uh, the second time uh, consisted of uh, I think a dozen people, hmm. many of who looked like they were attending a funeral, not a marriage, because I was for them. This was the wrong choice for uh, for their favorite uh, son to get married. Mm-hmm. Because this was a woman uh, who was a divorcee and she had a grown-up child, mm-hmm. a, a school-going child. And clearly there was, uh, there was uh, not much cause for happiness there. And the air was uh, full of unheard sighs and uh, resentment. But they were all there because they wanted to show up for the son. Uh, but yeah, that was... I For me, it was... Lot of joy, but also tinged with a lot of self-doubt. You know, was I doing the right thing? Uh, would this damage my child in any way? Would my parents cope with this? You know, uh, my divorce was bad enough for them. And mm-hmm. would they now cope with remarriage? And uh, and of course, uh, 
will i be able to measure up to another relationship would i be able to give it everything mm-hmm. you know you, they say that as you grow older it becomes more difficult to adjust to a new relationship and so there a lot of uh, there was a lot of self doubt but there was all those also this feeling of immense joy that i was going to be able to be with this person i loved Mm-hmm. So that was. Uh, yeah. uh, talking of marriages, obviously anniversaries are a very big thing. And you've written <laughs> yes. about that as well, and you know how Virushka versus your anniversaries. Yes. Let's hear about that. So Virushka probably will uh, be in some exotic place, uh, you know, being serenaded by musicians and plied with wine and uh, all of that. My, I remember my first uh, wedding anniversary from the first marriage. <laughs> <laughs> I have to now, uh, you know. very often i have to clarify this my sometimes my daughter asks me mom which marriage are we talking about so thankfully we have come into that space with uh, my daughter and i so we 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 laugh about this sometimes but my first marriage as 22 then first first wedding first anniversary, anniversary first mm-hmm. wedding anniversary and we lived in a suburban uh, mumbai town by then we were both uh, journalists and very happy but that first i remember that first uh, anniversary we both took a day off from work and um husband went off on some pretext or the other i had this i was i was fearful that he would forget to give me a gift because you know when you are young you have all these expectations reading too much milson boone mm. is milson boone says you know harmful for uh, your soul and you have this expectations that something uh, romantic will happen so it was 10 in the afternoon and nothing had happened then he went out saying that he had to do something and i was trying to well uh, you know get some meal going and then he came back and you know there was this there was this pista colored cake with the uh, on the packaging it said asha's freshies which was not a name you know i don't like pista colored cake and the name reminded me of some freshies that asha must be using at a particular time of the month <laughs> so you know but you don't but you don't say these things to the uh, to newly minted husband uh, but you know so we, i had the cake i didn't mention anything about the pista color but i think it was a most romantic thing to be f- that a man who was who was uh, very much into cricket and his career and most men are not i i don't think uh, they have too much of a you know romance thing going in their head they don't have a clue you know they most men don't have a clue what women mean when they want when they say that they wish they had some romance it's these are small things you know just a just a flower mm-hmm. or just a cup of coffee made for them is romantic most people don't get that you know most men don't get that i wish they would mm-hmm. but but for me the thought that this guy had actually gone out and got me a you know gotten us a cake was just it swept me off my feet and mm-hmm. i became his loyal sort of person for a long time <laughs> so yeah that was fabulous second time over of course first anniversary of the second marriage was in um, was in his fantastic victorian mansion uh, uh, in, uh, you know in the in the white mountains uh, in vermont uh, in new hampshire mm-hmm. uh, my husband was working there then and i was visiting and so uh, he took me there and it was it was just brilliant you know it was uh, getting to be fall season and it was everything was so beautiful and i remember walking you know walking in the huge parklands and uh, you know just being full of wonderment at how beautiful it was the victorian hotels uh, very victorian uh, room that we had booked was uh, so tiny that we had to sidle in and out of the room so that mm-hmm. we don't you know sort of collide and um, all very romantic you know uh, floral uh, cushions and curtains 
the victorian mansions walls were so thin that the snores of the guy who was sleeping on the, in the next room kept me awake uh, mm, half mm. the night but uh, but still the thought that he had that he had chosen this he had searched for something that oh, i would like mm. that that filled me with joy and of course the icing on the cake was the next morning uh, breakfast in the garden overlooking you know surrounded by mountains and pancakes and maple syrup and fresh strawberries and blueberries and that that was just fantastic that mm-hmm. made it for me mm-hmm. so yes anniversaries always will so have somebody who's as big a romantic as you you have a very uh, i don't know you've written in the book about how modern love kind of leaves you you know oh my god i i'm yeah modern love uh, perplexes me i'm mm. like confused i don't know what to make uh, out of it because i i yeah like you said i am an incurable romantic you know i i look for romance everywhere i look for romance in everyday small gestures and and then there is this new brigade mm-hmm. and um, you know there was a few years ago i had a conversation with my daughter who was then a teenager who was i think 16 or 17 or something mm-hmm. and i asked her why i was not seeing her friend her best friend was hanging around with a Uh, guy for a few years by then mm-hmm. by by age seventeen oh. she had already spent a few years with this guy and suddenly I had stopped seeing them together and I was seeing them with different people and I just casually uh, mentioned this to her I said I don't see this one with uh, you know her uh, boyfriend and she said mom they were just seeing each other you know it didn't work out and there was somebody else you know you don't have to marry everybody uh, that you date and uh, I gulped and kept quiet. at that point i was shocked but now what i see is you know uh, now it's like you hang around in a group and you're partying um, every week and then if you spend like 6 months with one guy from the group you shouldn't be surprised if that guy is then dating somebody else from the same group and it's all hunky dory it's okay you know no, don't take it personally it's mm-hmm. it's just it's the way it is and i believe um, romances start at 13 i i don't know it it is between um, a thousand whatsapps in through the night and snapchat clearing your love on insta posts and it's perfectly normal i think these days to call your loved one bitch hey bitch <laughs> you look so beautiful today and i'm like what and i'm saying this and i was blocked by my niece recently because she said you can't you can't ask me about what i post on my insta or what my friends but it's perfectly okay to be to call your girlfriend bitch So that's, you know, that's, <laughs> I don't know what to it's say. Like I don't, I don't even want to be in this space anymore. But this is how modern mm-hmm. day romances mm-hmm. are. So, uh, what would uh, a takeaway for our li- uh, listeners be? Because you talk about you've seen it all, and you've seen romance in your twenties, you've seen romance in your thirties and forties, and you see what people are doing with romance now. You know, after after seeing all of this, and also after seeing, uh, after being uh, motivated by Virushka and. Um, you know the pickup padkon and uh, ranveer singh and such other i have i have actually started to do something to you know induce fresh life to my romance mm-hmm. if that is my husband says what is wrong with us what is wrong with us we are we are fine mm-hmm. you know and and to him it's really fine to him it's really okay if we are just sitting on the sofa and in looking at our uh, uh, you know social media or, independently that's that's romance for him or watching television is romance for him and i sometimes say no you know let's keep these things away let's go for a walk which we do so he says no walk to hum log roz karte so mm. i said no no like the walks we used to take before so 
now i actually drag him to main street is no place to go now but i actually drag him there sometimes say let's do something different and you know romance can be as as simple as eating cotton candy i love cotton candy and i love uh, eating baraf gola i don't dare to eat a baraf gola now but i'm i'm okay to eat uh, a sandwich by the way so, you know these things were what we used to do this when we were mm-hmm. younger eat vada pav at garden vada pav and say how tasty it is and hang around just hang around together watch a movie even watch a movie doesn't happen now because you know sitting on a smelly multiplex theater doesn't cut it for me mm-hmm. so that that is not happening but just being out together holding hands i think i think older people don't hold hands anymore it's just as your marriage ages i think all of those little gestures go away mm-hmm. you know there there were times when when you're younger you're like leaping out of bed to make breakfast for the other other person breakfast in bed or a hot cup of tea now when you leap out of bed it is to make sure that you get to the wherever you have to go and do your errands mm-hmm. so i have decided that i'm going to do all of that back and i'm going to get the romance back in my life so that's the thing so just do rediscover your childhood and you will rediscover romance that's what i think i think that's a wonderful takeaway from this episode and it's a good place to end the episode as well thank you sudha so much thank you i love this episode too i love talking about this and we'll be back next week with another episode of fabulous at 50 thanks <laughs>